Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Good Friday afternoon to all who celebrate. Happy Preakend. Right, the pre-can we've established. This is when we connect. The pre-end starts. We've established that Thursday, so we're well into the pre-end. The weekend is nigh. If you wait for the weekend, I mean, it's just going to pass you by. It's Canteen Carlin. It's ESPN Radio. It's the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, as well as on your smart speaker. Uh, neither one of us is Canteen nor Carlin on their own program, but he's Michael Rothstein joining us from Atlanta. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut, holding it down. Uh, I was, you know, we were kind of getting caught up, Michael, because we always cross paths on the Sports Center side. You are our ESPN Falcons reporter, but you do so much more. You do combat <laughs> sports, investigative sports. Basically, if Michael Rothstein's investigating a story concerning a team you like, uh, you're in trouble. Your team's in trouble. Uh, sometimes, I guess. I don't know. Occasionally. I'm just I'm I'm still stuck on the pre-end. That's the first time I've ever heard that. And maybe oh, it's yeah. because weekends don't exist in my world, Randy Scott. <laughs> yeah, no, I work them too, but no, what we you can do is you could say pre-end, then you can also say pre-end vibes. This is Friday uh, Vibes Day. And then you can combine those two things and you can just make it Fribes Day. And that blew someone's <laughs> mind. Who who was I anchoring with? It was it was uh it was Matt Jones. It was Matt Jones in Kentucky and he was like I'm not sure about it. like he was he was really against the vibes of the Fribes day so we're just going to make it a thing. I, I you know you're you're just blowing my mind here 2 minutes into the program <laughs> that I've never heard any of these things. See like when I think of the weekend I just think of the you know Daniel Craig meme that happens around five o'clock yeah. every day every friday which is him from saturday night live just being like ladies and gentlemen the weekend yeah. I, I love that by the way i get a kick out of that every time i see it um it, i mean the fact that it has its own twitter account makes me so happy i laugh so hard at that i laugh so hard at the idea of daniel craig just limping to the halfway point of saturday night live which is such an excruciating week i'm told if you get to if you get to be a part of it or host it he's just like ladies and gentlemen the weekend, and he just sort of limps to it. Um, but our weekend here, as we segue uh, like a mall cop on ESPN Radio, Canteen Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. But it, we, you brought it up in the pre-show planning that this could be, the argument could be made that this is the beginning of the best 10-day stretch as a sports fan in a calendar year. And it starts tonight. The NCAA Women's Final Four uh, tipping off this evening. Uh, 7 o'clock is the... Uh, is the start time for the first game? It's sort of the undercard uh, matchup here. It's not there's there's start. Well, I'll, I'll say that I say that as a native of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Virginia's for lovers. Virginia's for Hokies. <laughs> the Hokies are the one seed taking on LSU today. That's the undercard, and I say that because of the star power in the Iowa South Carolina other half of the women's semifinal. So that's at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Uh, championship game Sunday 3:30 Eastern on ABC, and then the men uh, will have their. Final Four, their national semifinals tomorrow, and this thing reads like a phone number. I mean, they, they, there's, the, there's no one seed to be found in terms of seeding in this thing. So that plus the Masters, like it was a great point by you. Is my is my point, Michael? Yeah, well, not only that, you got opening day of baseball that happened yesterday, and this is opening weekend of baseball. You have the down down the stretch of. 
NBA, of NHL. Football is always talked about in some way, shape, or form. Spring games, I think, start maybe this weekend or next weekend as well. So you've got a little bit of everything for people who like sports. I'm a big believer that this stretch, because I'm a basketball guy, the Final Four and then the Masters, just and there's generally big fights too that go on yeah. over these two weekends, including next weekend massive UFC card with Pereira Adesanya two mm-hmm. that you can beat by the way by ESPN pay per view. Like every sporting type of part has some role to play mm-hmm. in these next ten days. If you agree with us or want to chat about it, by the way, give us a call at eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. But Randy, I the biggest part is what starts tonight. You said it was the undercard. I'm looking forward to the Virginia Tech LSU game, but I also have a little bit of interest there because I covered Virginia Tech coach Kenny Brooks during his first two years at James Madison as the full time head coach. So I've seen him build programs before. Yeah. What he has done has been Honestly, so impressive because it is hard to get players to go to Blacksburg, Virginia, and he has done it and done it incredibly well. Well, what I mean, the star power in that one should not be undersold. So I need to kind of walk back what I said, and we really do need to talk about your time there. Cover? Were you on like Interstate eighty one? Like, were you Roanoke and Harrisonburg? And Stanton I was in Harrisonburg. Thing? Let's go. I was in Harrisonburg. Oh yeah, man! I bisected. 8081 cuts right through. I was working at the Daily News Record, and uh, yeah, yeah, I covered James Madison women's basketball back in 2003, 2004, 2005. So yeah, it was was fun times, but I I miss those days in the Shenandoah Valley. Yeah, the Duke Dogs, man. I've, I've had a good time or two. Uh, a couple that I can I can actually uh, remember there, JMO. So that was that was a good time. <laughs> and many in more my twenties, yeah, in my early twenties and probably late teens. But uh, the the Virginia Tech program, what Coach Brooks has done, and quite frankly, what Liz Kitley has done as well. I mean, to to recruit that talent to Blacksburg, you're right. It takes a special player, it takes a special coach, and now they're on a special stage, and they're going against a special coach in her own right. And you know, special can mean a lot of things in Kim Mulkey. <laughs> uh, it's going to be interesting to see what you know what even what, down down to what she wears tonight, but there's something, you know, you kind of feel I do for Virginia Tech because LSU is no typical three seed at all. No. They're a two-loss team at this stage with Angel Reese leading them. Angel Reese is averaging better than 17 rebounds a game in this tournament, and if there's one way to attack Virginia Tech, if you can get yourself second-chance points, it could be a long night for Virginia Tech. Right, but also that's where Liz Kitley comes into play because she's one of the predominant best post players in the country. And I think that matchup with her and Angel Reese, however often we get to see it tonight, that's going to be real special. The difference to me in this game actually is the point guards, and that's Georgia Amor, because she, to me, has been the breakout star of on the women's side. And we'll get to the men's side very, very, very soon here. But on the women's side, she has been the breakout star of this quarter of this tournament because we already knew about Caitlin Clark, right? Mm-hmm. Like we already knew about Aaliyah Boston. So didn't know much about Georgia Amor, and now I think everybody does. She should be coming back next year because she is a junior, and she's going to be one of the top players in the country. She, what she does, she's so much fun to watch, Randy. Oh, like yeah. she, she is just a joy when you're watching her, the way she's able to move, move up the court and break presses. It's, it's, if you like basketball, you like watching her play. No, and it, on the other side, and this is the the star power of South Carolina, the last two national players of the year, and Aaliyah Boston a year ago, and Caitlin Clark uh, this year for Iowa. Um, it, it does have a feel of I'm trying to think here, almost like a 
almost like a like a Sabrina Ionescu situation where it is a one. I don't want to say it's a one person team as though she doesn't have help. But if she has an off night, which she so rarely has, if South Carolina's defense can make her have an off night, it's a long night for Iowa. This is ESPN basketball analyst Monica McNutt. She was talking about, Monica was, the challenge of defending against Caitlin Clark. Everybody always says about LeBron, either make him a scorer or a facilitator. That's kind of the conundrum folks have when it comes to Caitlin Clark, right? I gave you her percentage numbers in terms of shooting, but she's also averaging 11 assists over the course of the tournament. And so I think the idea of smothering her, in fact, we were having this discussion with our tremendous colleagues here covering the tournament, Rebecca Lobo, Carolyn Peck, L. Duncan, Andrea Carter, we were kind of stuck on the word smother because it's like, can you smother her? Can you smother her as a scorer and then allow her to get off as a facilitator or is it vice versa? And so I just think her court vision, her basketball IQ sets the table for both of those abilities, both scoring and playmaking. Yeah, I, I, good luck. I, you know, I think <laughs> I think the entire Big Ten schedule, Michael, was trying to force Caitlin Clark to wear one of those hats, right? Either a scorer or a facilitator. Uh, she's going to have to be both, and she's going to have to be both at a high level if you're going to somehow find a way to hand South Carolina its first loss in 43 games. Right, and that's a big part of it. It's funny, you, you said, he's not necessarily a one-woman team here, but the person that keeps coming to my mind when I think of her and what and the dominant impact that she's had on the Iowa program is Jackie Styles. Now, you might be like, wait, wait, who was that name? You might, yeah, But it might stick in the back of your head. If you remember, Jackie Styles played at Southwest Missouri State, which is now just Missouri State, from 1997 to 2001. That was what she did. And she was a huge, huge factor in... Southwest Missouri State becoming a massive program for a very small period of time. Obviously, Caitlin Clark in Iowa, different level than Southwest Missouri State. But what the impact that she has had on those teams that she had on those teams reminds me a lot of what Caitlin Clark has done with these Iowa teams. Well, I, when you said Jackie Styles, I heard Jackie Childs, and I thought of Simon. <laughs> and that will not be that will not be the only dated television reference uh, across the next three plus hours between Michael Rossi and Randy Scott here, and for the guys on Cantia Carlin on ESPN Radio. The college basketball season is winding down, and that means the Wendy's Wooden Watch has begun. You go to ESPN.com and search Wooden Watch for the list of the Wooden Award nominees to watch as this season rolls on. Brought to you by Wendy's, two for six bucks, the best deal in fast food. Uh, there are players on the men's side here, which tips off tomorrow in the uh, national semifinals. Final four getting underway down there in Houston. Both teams, actually all four teams, uh, hitting the practice courts today. And uh, that's what happens at this stage here, Michael, is uh, you've got, you know, and I was joking that it's, it reads like a... Uh, <laughs> Reads like a like a phone number with the seating, you know, five nine five four. Uh, but you got Miami and UConn one matchup, and you've got San Diego State and FAU on the other side. And when I say that it's you know the fishbowl gets larger and more crowded when you have these workouts attended by thousands of people, you look at some of the first timers here and kind of wonder who that could rattle the most. And I probably would look at FAU out of Conference USA, which is having an amazing March after North Texas won the NIT last night and Charlotte had already won the CBI and now they have another team in the Final Four playing in the NCAA tournament. But uh, you wonder who responds best and who responds worst to these brighter lights. No, without question. By the way, if you like acronyms, this Final Four is for you. 
because you've got UConn, <laughs> okay. you've got FAU, All right. you've got SDSU, which is San Diego State, and then Miami, which goes by just the U. So everybody's got acronyms here. It's very exciting if you like acronyms, if you are really dorky like that. But I'm really... I'm really intrigued to see how San Diego State handles this. Because remember, a couple years ago, they were a team, and so many of those players are back, that were trending toward being a one seed. So they have the experience here. They've just never been at this level before. I'm really, really wondering to see how they handle it. If they handle it well, I think they'll win and beat FAU. But... That that's gonna. Be, I think it's more of an issue, frankly, in that game than it will be in UConn Miami because yeah. while those players haven't been there before, those teams are in high pressure, high profile games. Mm-hmm. Really, over the last two and a half months of the season. It's Seth Greenberg, our ESPN college basketball analyst here uh, at ESPN, who himself coached in the ACC, right, with with Virginia Tech and some of those matchups, certainly win against Miami and uh, win against UConn in his time, uh, talked about how that semifinal, in his mind, has a national champion in it. This is a Connecticut team that can be offensively, defensively, in the half court, in transition, at the rim, and they've got a terrific bench. Donovan Klingon at 7-2 comes off the bench, and he can dominate the game for the time that he's in the game. So Connecticut is the most complete team. They've got to go out and take a national championship by getting it done on the court, by basically staying true to their habits and their identity. They are the hardest-playing, toughest team in a lot of ways in the country, and I, I believe they'll end up cutting down the nets. How's that sit with you, Michael? I have a hard time finding a hole in that argument. No, I, I so I was actually in Albany and I saw UConn and I saw Miami because those were the two teams that got out of there, and they're the two te- two of the teams that are still standing. It's a really interesting balance of matchups, Randy, because they have the I would say better post players. You heard him mention Klingon, but he comes off the bench. It's Adama Sinogo, one of the again biggest stars that has emerged over the last month of the month, really over the last month, both in the Big East tournament and then in the NCAA tournament. And how are they going to handle him? Because he is a big reason why UConn has been so dominant over the last month. But I don't know if UConn's seen a pair of guards like Nigel Pack and Isaiah Wong. They are both fast and they can both score so quickly and in such great with such great efficiency, Randy. That Miami's kind of a contrast with regard to just the way basketball's going right now. And we'll get into some comments actually. Tom Izzo was on KJM this morning speaking of the way basketball's going and Ooh, and maybe sort of zagging uh, against the against the tide, but but in terms of like the three and D model that is not only in college basketball, I mean it's in high school basketball, it's in AAU basketball, and obviously in the NBA as well. Miami, their comeback against Texas, their double digit second half comeback, was not based on the three ball. They were turning Texas over and attacking the rim and getting to the free throw line and making their free throws. And if they can do that against UConn, if they can. I mean, Sunogo is an absolute monster inside. There is a size advantage for UConn, but these guards, to your point, Wong, they are not scared. They are not intimidated at all. And if they're able to turn UConn over, UConn's been generous with the basketball in the past. There, UConn plays with a lead phenomenally. If yeah. Miami can keep it single-digit second half, I, I think we could see a problem. I want to get to what Tom Izzo said, and we do have enough time to do it. Again, this is on, on KJM. One thing that stands out to me, is the first-timers club here. Florida Atlantic's, Michael, in 
the Final Four <laughs> in the same tournament where they played their first tournament game. Okay, no one's no one's gone on to win a title the first year that they've that they've made this run. I think it was like it's been like more than forty years. Um, yeah. And I say all that to say this because listen to what Tom Izzo says about the transfer portal in college basketball, how freely these young athletes, Michael, are able to move around the country. So, you know, you're free to move out the cabin, so to speak, how they're <laughs> able how they're able to move around. Uh, Tom Izzo decidedly against that. I'm not for it. Um, I'm not for anything. Uh, you know, I just think we're hurting uh, decisions that kids make. I mean, we got, what, 1,200. By Tuesday, we'll have 1,500. And then we're going to get a second wave of kids in the portal. And kids are going to go places that, you know, maybe it's a little bit for the money. Maybe it's because they're worried about beating somebody else out. I mean, we all had to beat people out, whether it was me in Division Two or you. And, and I think we're, we're losing that. Where's the competitive edge? Okay, the competitive edge no longer belongs to Tom Izzo. That's right. That's, that's, the issue. that's what this is about. <laughs> I mean, like at, he, at the beginning, to sound like old man, get off my lawn and say I'm not, I'm not for anything. Well, okay, okay, but let's be a little more practical, a little more pragmatic. How do you feel about the transfer part? And that was the sound of a head coach who was. What would you say, Michael? One of like six head coaches nationally who would who could go into a recruit's house, maybe not even have to go there. And that kid wanted to play for him because of who Tom Izzo was, right? And yes. what Michigan State had, what he built there, and it le- this transfer idea, this transfer portal NIL has leveled the playing field. To me, that's how we get Florida Atlantic. That's how we have a Final Four without a one seed. There's no public database where you can go in and see which players are making what necessarily. So much of it is anecdotal. So much of it is social media. But... It has made it easier for other schools to get the talent that would funnel into one of five or six schools predating all of this. No, without question. And it has leveled the playing field. But there's also this, Randy, because we've talked about Adama Sanuga. We talked about Georgia Amor. We haven't talked about Norshad Omir, who is going to be a very interesting matchup problem, I think, for UConn tomorrow night. He's Miami's rebounding force. What is the thing that the three of them have in common, Randy? None of them can make NIL money, at least actively, because they're all international students. So there is oh. also that piece of it, too, where it's like people complain all they want about NIL, but look at how a lot of these teams are built. I mean, on the women's side, more than half of UConn's team are international students. So it's not mm-hmm. just about NIL. It, it is that maybe players are just wanting to find better opportunities. And why should we get angry about that? Wasn't the whole argument six, seven years ago that you know coaches shouldn't be able to dictate where players could or could not transfer to and then they shouldn't have to be able to sit out a year. Well, guess what? This is what has happened and deal with it, Thomas. So deal with the right. college basketball coaches who aren't happy about it because these are adults that we're talking about let them go. I, if I wanted to transfer from Syracuse to Hofstra when I was in college, I could without penalty. Mm-hmm. That should be the same way for college basketball players. And we're seeing it. And I think we're seeing a better product because of it. Michael Rossi and Randy Scott. And for the guys on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, we're going to bring in a former Patriot to talk about Bill Belichick's future, as well as what a former Patriot, Asante Samuel, had to tweet in terms of a warning to Lamar Jackson about possibly coming to Foxborough. All of that after Michael tells you about FanDuel. 
Basketball is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Yep, that's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash play to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, as well as on your smart speaker, 888-729-3776 is the phone number. He is Michael Rothstein. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol. Michael's in Atlanta. He's our, uh, among other hats that he wears here at the Worldwide Leader, he is our uh, ESPN Falcons reporter. The focus now on the Patriots, and let's welcome in Matt Chatham calling us on that phone line. That's 888-SAY-ESPN. Three times a Super Bowl champion Patriots linebacker, and uh, now business entrepreneur in the food space. The man has been involved in crepes before, and now it's rub, smoke, love, and we'll get to the meat rub business. But let's get to the business at hand, uh, not too far from where you live, Chatham, there uh, over at, at Foxborough at Patriot Place, and a former Patriot, kind of a friend, is it like a friendly fire situation? It feels like such a violation of Patriot code, but Asante Samuel tweeting at Lamar Jackson, and uh, I want to make sure I get this, I want to make sure I get this, Lamar Jackson, my brother, trust me, you don't want to play for Belichick. As someone who did play for Belichick, Matt, and who won for Belichick, how'd that sit with you? You know, Randy, uh, love Vaughn. Uh, great teammate, good guy, good friend. Uh, but, you know, I think in any community of 100 people, 200 people, 300 people that come to the doors, everyone's going to have a little bit different experience. I think uh, Asante is entitled to his, and there are some personal details to that, a backstory to that that's between him and and the guy he's upset at. <laughs> so I think I'll, I'll, I like to kind of leave that alone. I think in the event that I've certainly had my, my share throughout the course of life and, uh, you know, former teammates of mine that don't know those details, I wouldn't like them uh, commenting on whether or not I was, I guess, justified to feel the way I feel. So uh, that yeah. kind of is what it is. Most of the guys that come through here love to play for Bill. Most of the guys that were teammates with Zom 
loved him as a teammate. He feels that way. I know Cam Newton, you know, for, for someone who was from the outside, brought in, adored it, spoke highly of it on the way in, during and on the way out the door as well. Mm-hmm. So there are clearly, uh, you know, some varying opinions on that whole thing. So it's not feels how he feels, but I think most don't. So I want to follow up on that, Matt, with this, which is Matthew Judon then comes back and kind of claps back at Asana Samuel says, hush up, it's different over here. What did you make of that? Not to like completely dissect this situation, but the fact that <laughs> he, he was very quick to kind of say, hey, hold up here. Like you don't, you don't get what's going on. And that's how I read it, at least. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're a current guy right now, uh, you do get a little salty about things like that. Because, listen, whatever recollection even I had, I mean, I, I left New England in 2005, six, seven, and eight. I was in New York, so I'm, you know, I, my my recollections are way old. You know, Zants are just a couple after that. You know, so it's yeah. not, you know, if you're going to sort of go after a, you know, sort of a current situation, and you know, quite frankly, how Bill is with his quarterback. I mean, I think that was the subject matter, right? Uh, I think there's a lot more people that can speak to that more recently. You know, Brian Hoyer and, and Mac Jones and Cam and some of the guys have come through there more recently. So I think that's more what it's about. It's like, hey, man, this is our locker room now. Whatever you had issues with, you did, and that was a long time ago. But uh, last thing we want to do is, you know, be out here dissuading. You know, this isn't a free agency situation necessarily, but players anywhere around the league that this is somehow a bad place to be. I don't think that's generally how guys, how guys uh, digest this place. So as we're talking with Matt Chatham, three times a, a Super Bowl champion there uh, in New England with the Patriots, and it, you do, Matt, have the perspective of of leaving Foxborough and going to see how other teams, you know, did their did their business uh, playing those last couple seasons with the Jets, but playing for for Coach Belichick and someone who then after you were gone went on another three Super Bowl winning spree yeah. and further cemented his legacy, and so. I flinch a little bit living up there and haven't covered that team for a couple of years. Um, wet at the idea that he's somehow, in light of recent either early playoff exits or not even making the postseason, that somehow this man, this coach, is on some sort of hot seat. But then he says what he says this week about going back to the last 25 years. And that coming from that man, that idea that, hey, you know, the hay's in the barn, so to speak, like he's not someone who would celebrate his own accomplishments and that that stood out to me when you heard that comment when he says you know what do you I guess what do you say to fans who are concerned about the performance of the team last couple years he said I'd look at the last 25 years it seemed out of character at least from our side of things from someone who played for him again how did that resonate with you yeah I guess I'm glad that uh he clarified a day or two later what it was. I believe it was through Mike Reese or, you know, whatever it was. There was there was some sort of like, gosh, what did he mean by that? And I think a lot of guys yeah. kind of giggled and sort of like, hey, man, you're just, this is how a fan should look at it. It certainly isn't how I do. And I think that is a little clearer picture of how Bill digests things again. So from a fan's point of view, should you be concerned that this guy somehow is not going to put the best possible group together that he can, you know, that he somehow – going to cruise on the way out here because of what happened these last 25. No, that's that. I think that's a misreading of at least his intentions with the code. It was more, are you really going to worry about someone who is this doggedly dedicated to this thing? Is this guy who's just almost consumed by, by making it better and, and uh, is sort of always lived by that sort of look at your feet to get to where you want to go kind of thing. Don't stare at the horizon. So that's just not Bill. So it's not, I just thought it, it needed a little fleshing out. It mm-hmm. got it. Uh, I think that's the last guy on earth that you have to worry about sort of mailing it in because he has a great resume. 
Matt, so much of these conversations, right, whether it's about Bill Belichick's job security or tweeting, all comes back to one thing, which is the quarterback. And they do have Mac Jones right now. Do they need to make a move here? Or is there enough confidence still in Mac Jones that that maybe they should continue on that road? I think need is the wrong word. I, I think the Lamar Jackson thing did sort of bring up a, an interesting conversation in the market. This happens, you know, when you get sort of a generational player, but that has a sort of resume asterisk right now with with two years of sort of injuries uh, that makes – there's a reason you're giving pause. There's a reason that's even a possibility for you that the, that the team he was with hasn't already sort of swooped him in for major money. So it does prompt the conversation about the, the cost of doing so and the risk inherent, you know, whether play style is, is fair or not, that that is sort of uh, leading to the injuries. I don't believe it is. But, uh, you know, this goes back to if you guys remember the conversation conversation with Lamar when he was coming out of LSU or you know, Louisville, excuse me, it was it was about sort of thin hips and narrow shoulders and rather, a relatively sort of fragile looking body, not, not a Cam Newton body, quite frankly. Guy likes to run, but he gets there a different way. But Lamar has shown himself to be one of the most elusive humans in the league. So it isn't a matter of hits he takes. He does run, but the injuries have happened in the pocket. So um, that's just sort of a long-form answer relative to that particular player. I don't. I think the Patriots are at a point where they sure hope they got their guy. Last year uh, does not sort of stamp it in stone and say, hey, we're waiting out to get this next big extension kind of thing. It's sort of more, to a, right. more back into, you know, what do we have? And we need to, to figure that out this this coming season. And in the event that some guy falls in your lap where it does make financial and sort of future sense, well, Lamar, maybe you consider it. But uh, it sounds like that's not happening. But I do think that that speaks more to the fact that 2022 did happen. Uh, there were enough red flags was the wrong word. That's not fair. It's still a super young player, but we're, you're not in sort of a stamped, Hey, this is Joe Burrow. Let's just, you know, get there to that next deal or Josh Allen kind of thing. It's more of a still developing, still got a long ways to go. Could be the guy. Maybe is it? We don't know. All right, Matt, tell us, tell, tell us about rub smoke love, because this thing has taken off since we last talked. I talked to you in this seat, in this studio, and it was just getting off the ground. So tell us what you're doing here uh, with the, with the meat rub business, uh, barbecue wise in new England. It's wild. You know, and you, you guys down at Hartford there, I'm sort of, I'm creeping your way. I think uh, we've just been in operation here a little over six, seven months. Uh, we're in a little bit over a hundred stores. I'm adding probably about that many more here by the time we get to July. I uh, got two big, you know, two main brands here: Beefcake and Goldmark. Beefcake obviously is a, a beef-focused one. If you're doing burger, steaks, ribs, roasts, anything like that, and Goldmark is a, I call it fusion barbecue. It's a little bit like sort of a Carolina that's sort of melded with Asian. So uh, they're unique, very balanced, and this is not football or nesson, Randy. So I'm just <laughs> going, I'm going a, a different way right now. You can Good find man. any of this stuff at RubSmokeLove.com or all the stores up here in the region. All right, once again, that is rubsmokelove.com. Matt Chatham, three-time Super Bowl champ, former Pats linebacker. Thanks, buddy, and uh, best of luck on this. It's, as I said, already taken off, so continued good luck is probably a better way to say it. There you go. Thanks, pal. See you. All right, that's Matt Chatham joining us as all guests, too, 888-729-3776. If you've got a take on this Lamar Jackson situation, if you think he should stay the heck away from Foxborough, or if you think he'd be foolish not to link up with Bill Belichick and company, hit us up. Again, that's 888-SAY-ESPN. Chris Canty going to tell you why Lamar to New England flat out is not happening. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Oh, this, is a, this, is a, this is a perfect freaking vibe right now. The Fribes Day music list is <laughs> tremendous on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80 as well as on your smart speaker. 888-729-3776 is the numbers. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. He is Michael Rothstein there in the ATL. I am but Randy Scott uh, here in Bristol, Connecticut. A reminder that baseball is back. Tune in tomorrow as the reigning champion Astros host the White Sox. Coverage begins at 1.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Uh, Coming back to what we just talked about with Again, I mean, as, as soon as you win a Super Bowl, let alone three of them, it, it sort of becomes your new first name. Uh, three-time Super Bowl champ Matt Chatham, <laughs> who was just on with us, and talking about this idea that there's a little bit of friendly fire from the Patriots of the past warning Lamar Jackson, one in particular, just Sante Samuel, saying, hey, you don't want to play for Bill Belichick. And I, it's it's interesting as someone, again, Michael, who, who covered the team, was around that. You just didn't see that. The Patriots had this sort of bunker, still do, Bunker mentality, and they're very, uh, you know, I mean, you could say close to the vest. Others would say secretive. It was a, it was a pain to cover that team because they didn't give you anything. You know, Brady sometimes would go out of his way for his media availability, not be at the podium, do it at his locker because it was so difficult to literally position yourself to get sound from this man. Uh, and I, it never made sense to me why he wasn't up at the podium, but it was by design. There was. Boston just media just one of fifty three, Randy. Just sure, one of fifty three. Sure. Boston media does make certain athletes' lives more difficult. I understand, you know, uh, the the sort of uh, line being drawn, but man, it was not fun to be on the media line covering that team at that time. So when you hear this from a former Patriot and the idea that Lamar Jackson could go play for them, it's tantalizing from an offensive perspective. But the true personality, like the way that that would have to mesh, Michael, I I flat out don't see it. I see. I don't know because I think we've seen Bill Belichick adapt to the personalities of players before. Uh, I, I think we've seen it. I, I don't necessarily buy that. If the Patriots want Lamar Jackson and want to put that investment in, which would be two first-round picks potentially and a exorbitant contract, a massive contract that is very well deserved for what it's worth, but huge numbers, then the Patriots should go do that. I, I don't have any issue with that. Uh, yeah. Chris Canny who's usually in one of these chairs, more likely the, the chair occupied by Randy Scott in Bristol than the one occupied by me on my couch in Atlanta because Chris <laughs> Canny's never been in my home. He does not see Lamar Jackson heading to England. The relationship between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick has been described as an icy one now. 
with both men being very careful to express their agendas and what they want to get done for this team moving forward. If you parachute in a Lamar Jackson caliber talent and MVP quarterback, if for whatever reason that team doesn't have success, Bill Belichick will be the scapegoat, not the quarterback. And that's probably why this is a move that the Patriots won't make. Because Belichick wouldn't risk his own legacy or ego or both, possibly, getting caught up in the wash if this fails. I don't know. I, I, I think Bill Belichick wants to win. I think Belichick wants to win first and last on his list. I think this man wants to win more than anything else. What Matt Chatham said about Cam Newton, not only you know fitting in, but singing the praises of, a, of the organization and its structure on his way out the door, I thought that was telling just from an idea that you can have an outside quarterback, Michael, come into this very paint-by-numbers, stay-in-your-lane system and have a, I don't know, have a, have a positive experience. You need your free agents to recruit future free agents for, for your franchise. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And the thing with this, too, is I covered a version of Patriots, but also how he manages players. You don't get to be where you are if you haven't figured out how to manage players and manage them incredibly, incredibly well. That's why I don't necessarily buy into the whole don't go there because of any anything other than maybe you just don't want yeah. to play there. And if you're a Patriots fan and you say, oh, we're giving up draft picks, fine. They've been awful. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.